In the Dark, Not to be Confused with Into the Dark is a CW show that premiered in 2019 and is now creeping toward the middle of its fourth season. The episode I watched is called The Trial of Murphy Mason Part 1. It came out July 11th. Welcome to today's episode. time I ever heard about this show before doing research for it was the little teaser that they had on Netflix where Murphy... Yeah, it's on Netflix and also the CW airing right now. Yeah. Isn't and that it, interesting? It always showed Murphy and she was like at the store. She was buying cigarettes. She had a little interaction with the cashier and it, I always got the sense that it was like a quirky, dark comedy but from doing like, just knowing about the story, it's very far from that, right? She's like a blind woman and I think she solves crime. She doesn't yep. solve crime in this episode because she's on trial for murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened last season. I think season three ended off where she went to jail. Oh, I thought it happened last episode. So she's been in jail for a while now. Has she had her dog in jail with her? Uh, yeah, I think that's a service dog. Pretzel? So yeah, Sue. Yeah. Well, what would you compare the main character to most? Because you don't you don't get to like see the main character do her things. It's all about the main character in this episode, and she's in the episode. But like, it's all testimony against her, so it doesn't <laughs> necessarily make her seem like a nice person. Which I don't think she's supposed to be nice, but she also kind of comes across as just cold. A little malicious. Well, no, I mean... And, like, someone you would not want to be friends with. That's that's kind of how the main character has been this whole show. She's I, supposed I, to be, overall, like, an anti-hero. Overall, I thought this episode deserves, like, a five. There were parts that I liked about it. The court scenes, particularly, I felt were kind of... Uh, unique. Yeah, it got, it got a lot of praise for the court scenes this episode. It got a lot of praise for the yeah, court Yeah, like scenes? people said that was it the wasn't best like... part of the whole entire season. Oh, yeah. Well, it turned into a soap opera right afterwards, oh, okay. which I assume is kind of what the rest of the show is geared toward because it's a CW yeah. show. And now that I think about it, all CW shows are also playing on Netflix. You got Riverdale, <laughs> the Superman, uh, the Arrowverse, all that stuff. Yeah, that... I think that when In the Dark was like picked up, or not picked up, but being aired on Netflix, a lot of people, like that's what kind of gave it its huge, like, viewership in the upcoming seasons afterwards it's actually in its final season right now Mm -hmm. so right now you're kind of in the middle of it i think there's going to be 13 episodes just like the previous three seasons well i predict that the trial is going to last anywhere from a couple episodes to maybe even overarch the entire season not just the trial but the murder aspect in general because it seems like there's a lot of stuff they have to clear up um Let's get into the actual episode. So our main character, I'll, I'll go through a quick summary and then I'll do my pros and cons for it. Okay. So our main character, Murphy Mason, she's on trial for a murder that she didn't commit. She's very nervous, but she's living in this like penthouse, some really nice building that has an overarching view of the city. And she's there talking to her lawyer. Her lawyer is giving her the witnesses that are going to come out against her. And she is getting more and more nervous, especially when she hears Chloe's name. However, then these two... Jokers stumble into the room. It's Max and Felix. Both of them are friends of hers, and Max is Leslie's boyfriend, and Felix is Leslie's brother. So they're all sort of connected in a way. Then they go to court, where you see the actual opening statements, which usually that they just like flip through those. If it's Law and Order episode, you don't really ever see the full opening statement. You see every episode usually. Usually see like a closing statement or where they catch the guy, but like yeah. And then there's a montage of character witness testimony and that's where you really get a sense that this murphy mason has a lot of enemies she's screwed over a lot of people or people that have just been hurt throughout her cases that she's run 
And so three seasons worth of people, I guess there's like a montage of like five of them. I think it's just a bunch of returning characters yeah. who just side characters who had been screwed over. And that's what I really like because if I was a fan of this show, I feel like that would be an awesome moment. And so that for if you watch the show already and you're just really into it, I know I said I would give it a five as a newcomer, but I feel like this episode would be an eight. Did you did you watch like did you know about the show before you ended up watching this episode? All I knew is that she was blind and that she like sort of solved crimes or did something. I mean, usually in this type of situation, if you have like a psych or a superpower or you're just really smart, you solve crime. <laughs> I can't really think you can't just like freelance being a doctor unless it's like royal pains. Don't get me started. <laughs> okay. So anyways, we're listening to a bunch of witness testimony against her talking about how she, a lot of people have slept with her too. They're like, I was her ex. I was her ex. She was yeah, using me for has, sex. She, she has a lot of relationships in this show. Yeah. yeah. And then we also have this tension where Felix and one of the witnesses, Chelsea, are making eyes at each other. Like mm-hmm. Chelsea, I know, is re- like she was dating Dean, who Dean was a cop in the first three seasons. And then after Murphy gets torn down and they make her look like a psychopath. By the way, it's interesting because, like, they don't bring up her blindness. They do bring up the fact that she's a woman, but they clearly are trying to, like, avoid any sort of sympathy from the jury. Oh, so and, no empathy. Okay. Yeah. Well, you don't want the even your own attorney, the defense attorney, you don't want them relying on the fact that you're blind to try to, like, get you off of a murder right. charge. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that, too. Then um, she's she's still feeling sad, obviously, because that, that whole day had her like introspective. And she does the one thing that she was told not to do by her lawyer. And that is to call one of the witnesses who haven't uh, talked against her. And that's this Chloe Riley lady. And she's yeah. also blind. Chloe and Riley. That was a real betrayal when she found out that. And that's why she wanted to contact her. She ends up contacting her. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, this is where it's all going to unravel. It doesn't seem to so far, but I think that's waiting for next episode because what ends up happening is Chloe doesn't end up testifying against her. In fact, she doesn't even show up to court the next day. So I feel like she was either intimidated or that's what they're going to go for, that that angle. And then Max pops in and he, again, is Leslie's boyfriend. But he has this thing going on, this will they, won't they, with Murphy Mason. He's currently dating her lawyer. He is currently... Wait, hold on. So Max is dating the lawyer of Murphy? Felix's sister, uh, Leslie, yes. The, but that... There are four people. There's Leslie, the lawyer, who is also Felix's sister, who's also dating Max, and then there's also Murphy. Okay, And yeah. Murphy, both Felix and Max, we learn, like her a lot. To the point where Felix is really mad that he finds out because he walks in on Max and Murphy actually doing it. Yeah. Because he comes back from a date where he decided he needed condoms real late. And so he decided to turn around and not go to a drugstore, but go all the way back to the penthouse, go upstairs and figure out what was going on. But he decides not to tell his sister because he doesn't want to screw over uh, Nancy. Uh, Where did that come from? (laughs) Murphy's trial. So that's just the next day in court after all that drama Um, The prosecution calls the witness Chloe. She doesn't show up. And then the actual prosecution witness that they were really depending on, this guy named Josh, right? Yeah. He comes up there and perjures himself on the stand, making it look like the whole investigation is the sham based out of jealousy, revenge, or self-pity because he also was an ex of Murphy's who is now trying to testify against her. But he had the like crucial evidence to proving the case was actually her fault or that she had killed Nia. People, people really like that part. They said that finally I will get justice. into that part. Yeah. There's, I really like it for a reason, and I really dislike it for a reason. But yeah, five for me, eight for fans if they're already watching it. Um, 
I can see how the show would be a fun ride. And ironically, I really like how like her name is Perry Matfield. I, I know this had nothing to do with it. And her name in the show is Murphy Mason. And this episode I just happened to watch is a really big court-centric episode where you can combine her name to be Perry Mason. <laughs> like out of all the episodes that we watched, that was cool. There's also a lot more dead people sh- than I expected. Like I went on to the Wikipedia list, just the copy the cast and like four or five of the main characters from the first few seasons are deceased or just absent. So, like, it's funny how it just, I was like, oh, well, there's only four people to keep track of. Well, that's because a lot of people have died. Right, I'll give, I'll give you a background on some of the cast. So, Casey Dedrick, he was the person who played Max Parrish. He um, has actually been on the same show as Perry Matfield, but different episodes. Uh, both were on Wizards of Waverly Place. and he also, So, they went from Disney to CW. Yeah, and he also started an episode of Into the Dark in February 2021, the episode called Tentacles. Did you ever see that one? Uh, not... Not if I, no, (laughs) I don't think so. And then there's Kelly Walton as Chloe Riley. She's actually blind in real life. We really did not. We saw her for like a flash of an instant. Okay. And and that was just in the first day's court trial. She did not say a thing. I know. I know that when they were trying to cast Murphy, uh, they were trying to find someone that was blind. But in the end, they just saw Perry Murphy and they were like, you know what? She, she's probably the best part for this I think there was some blowback about that. Yeah, it it did get some blowback, I think, in the first season. Yeah. And and I mean... I don't want to judge someone's acting on that way, but you could tell like there were numerous scenes where it just she just would have tricked me. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. have realized she was blind at all if I didn't know that going into. Oh the yeah, show. no people people like her acting a lot. No, 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 I mean like usually if you're blind, like that's part of your character. Like usually as a character who is blind, you'd think that that would be more of a focus on the show. I know there are plenty of people who are blind who are able to navigate life perfectly fine. But like I'm telling you, I could watch some of these scenes and it just seemed like she was talking normally to people. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, it just come like, all, throughout half the episode, there was only a couple moments where it was, like, she intentionally moved away to look in a different direction or something. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's a small So, did it take you out of the episode No, 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 no. I just, again, I kind of forgot about it. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, you were saying, uh, what are your pros? My pros are, it was unexpected, like, randomly getting this episode it didn't feel like a normal thing. Like it's, I know I only saw part one, part two, they're going to double down because of that second was Josh's testimony, which really screwed over the prosecution. I thought it'd be left on a cliffhanger where Murphy was in real trouble. No, it seems like she has the higher lead. So that means the beginning of the next episode, something's going to go real wrong. But like, it was fun to watch in that thing because it wasn't just a typical template crime show, you know? Yeah. So that was fun. Then also the first court scene, I already talked about both opening statements from both lawyers, uh, callbacks to the characters, returns from other episodes. That's just respect that I'm giving the show. And then her mom, uh, Murphy's mom being the unintentional witness that ends up helping the prosecution the most by lying on the stand and then realizing that she was caught in a lie and having to make it look like she's protecting Murphy from committing the murder. I like that too, because it was like double betrayal. It wasn't like she was just malicious. She just screwed up. And then my favorite pro though was the lawyer. I think Leslie did the best job here. Like she wasn't presented as supposed to be this really nice person at all, but she's like a cutthroat lawyer who like is really good at her job. And it's really unfair that she's getting cheated on um, with the main character who is actually asking for her help. Like, that's really yeah. messed up. But she pulled some stuff out of nowhere where I was like, okay, well, this is decent writing. I know uh, that I, this whole entire courtroom, even though there's uh, different shows, also Perry Matfield has been compared to Dory in Search Party. For the third season? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. When she was on trial. Yeah, but also just her character in general. Like, people have said that it almost is, like, a little bit carbon copy of Dory from Search Party. I don't think... Dory went nuts. Crazy, yeah. Okay, so, so, she, is so she's not crazy. as crazy. No, Murphy's just unreliable in the way that a lot of CW shows make characters unreliable. And she's not the only one. Like, Max is, is... He's just as much at fault for what he did here. But it's just kind of like that drama of, like, I'm going to cheat on someone for no good reason other yeah. than I'm attracted to this other guy. Anyways, uh, but like with Leslie's thing, I wanted to point out, she did make a sexist argument in the original opening statement being like, would a guy be on the stand for the same thing? I was like, yes, they probably would be on the same stand for murder. Probably, yeah. And they probably would be calling <laughs> character witnesses to prove something. So I, I don't know about that argument. But then when she busted down Josh Wallace with his smug face, because they kept cutting to him throughout the entire trial being like, we're going to get you, Murphy. But that was the point, though. That was the, like, it was supposed to make the like viewer really happy because he was so smug. Yeah, episode, but right? it worked. So I'm yeah. just saying that's yeah final pro there. Then I got a lot of cons. First of all, I would have given this a higher rating. I would have said it was a pass if they had just shown me more pretzel. Like I want to see the golden <laughs> retriever. Same thing with like the new Sabrina show where, well, it's not really even new anymore, but like they didn't put Salem the cat in it there because she was allergic right, to yeah, him. Yeah. And so like they really downplayed his character. I was upset with that. Lucky and Hawkeye, that was the dog's yeah. name, right? Like we saw him introduced, but then we never really got that much of a character okay, but, arc but, from but him. And then the dire wolves in Game of Thrones, uh, like use the animals, you know? But what's the animal supposed to do? This is a dog that's like a seeing eye dog. I want to see him in every scene. <laughs> okay, but is if this I a, get bored of the scene, I want to look is down this an and see the con, dog. Though. Yeah, a little bit because it was the one thing I was looking forward to when I went into the show, and he only showed up a couple times. <laughs> okay, yeah. And his name is Pretzel, and that's a cool name for I don't a dog. know. I didn't see the show, but I feel like you can give it a pass for not showing the dog as much. I don't think so. It looks like a TV show courtroom. That was another complaint of mine. Like, it's spick and span, almost glimmering, like the seats. So you're saying it wasn't realistic? The jurors, the witnesses, the lawyers, the spectators, 100% attentive all the time, all well-dressed, yeah, yeah. everybody looking good. Like, it just didn't make sense. That's not how courts work. People are, half of them are sleeping, doodling, doing other things. It's so boring sometimes, and yet everybody was just, like, eyes on the prize, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is very TV. And then a lot of people seem too young to be in their positions, particularly this Chief Clemens guy, who is the one re, uh, leading the investigation with a couple other people on Murphy. But he seems like, I don't know, he's like 30 and he's like the top level guy. He does almost get fired at the end of the episode. So that that's that. And then as soon as we leave the trial sequence, when it turns into a soap opera, we get Felix hitting on Chelsea, which it's like, that is a little unethical already because he shouldn't be talking to one of the witnesses for the prosecution as, as Murphy's friend. And then everyone seems to be related which is very soapy. Like in terms of their uh, friendships and relationships. So there's a few other characters. Yeah, they're either dating or have dated or they're actually related, brother, sister. Mm. Yeah, even the murder victim's brother is on the case trying to screw over Murphy when they've worked together in the past. His name is Darnell. And I, a lot of these characters, it feels like Murphy may have at one point had a good relationship with because she works in law enforcement, but she has like scuffed a lot of bridges. She's 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 made herself a problem to enough people. I mean, that sounds like they, Dory though. That sounds like when she's continually just like lost friends or done things that Dory and Search Party for. was very selfish. She did things to just survive, to get away with right. things, to get away with murder. 
in this show, I'm assuming it's like psych where he's saving people's lives or thinking he is, where he is the hero in his mind. And and she just happens to step on a lot of toes with the police because of the antics or the stunts that she pulls to get away or to 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 get what she wants, you know? Yeah. Like, it might not be particularly ethical how she gets there, but she does find the criminal, you know? Yeah, okay. So, all right. Moving on, the show really hits its climax in soapiness when Max and Murphy start cheating together. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Felix walks in and it's just like... I don't know. I would expect that 100% that exact scene to play out in a soap opera. They don't even finish having sex. They they spend a whole lot of time like gearing up for yeah. it. We see a big cut scene. And then, uh, yeah. I mean, you do have people who directed this uh, this episode. In fact, Dente, he has worked on New Amsterdam, two episodes, and The Good Doctor, one episode, and then a couple other, like, kind of dramas. Yeah, in but between. The Good Doctor, I don't think, has ever done this type of, like, my sister is defending you, and then I'm going to walk in on. Anyways, but Felix's character, like, really, the, the idea of him driving so far for a date, because he clearly was going on a mission to meet this Chelsea lady. The first thing that he says when he catches Max and Murphy in bed together was, you promised. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he was I mean, such yeah, a whiny no, yeah. dude. <laughs> it, it, but anyways, like, he, what he ended up doing was he drove his truck so far, and then instead of going to, like, the nearest store, or just considering that she probably has contraceptives with her, like, he could have just continued driving to the place, and they could have stopped at a drugstore together. It would have taken two minutes. The idea of having to park in the middle of Chicago, by the way, this takes place in Chicago, just like Blackbird, the well, bear, just shining everything, girls. everything now. It feels like <laughs> a lot of stuff is taking place in Chicago. But, yeah, so it, that, that made me, like, dislike his character. Then when I found out later when he was completely to Chelsea, I was like, is this going to blow up in his face because she's working with the prosecution? He also admits to liking Murphy at that point, and then you're like, okay, well, that explains why he's really upset about this. Um, I know that Morgan... That makes Leslie the only innocent person here, because she's not only doing her job, she's the only person not letting her emotions control her. Mm. You know? Yeah. So, but that's where the last thing comes into play. So we have Josh, right? And Josh comes to the stand. Josh is the guy who found the evidence. Right. The button that Murphy had left near Nia's body, right? Mm-hmm. And Leslie gets up to talk to him, cross-examine him. And she's like, the first thing she says, which you'd think this is a con for a reason. She says, you're blind, right? Like legally blind. And he was like, I'm just legally blind. <laughs> We've been watching him the whole time. I had no idea. Well, no, here. so he's playing someone who is losing his vision. Two of the writers in the writing room But have, he's legally blind at this point. Yes, but he's going to, there's going to be he's some point. He's just not to the point that Murphy is. Right, but that's going to happen. But to he found eventually. the evidence, the button on the ground. So that was what, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, why wouldn't the uh, uh, his defense attorney have at least brought it up to try to like lessen the blow for yeah. when the process like it seems so set it's, up well it's something that you hit. would practice for yeah, yeah yeah i still liked it at this point what i didn't like was that leslie was doing her job and then murphy decided to get involved and just started peeling her button away because she was so pissed off with him talking because mm-hmm. they were also exes and she takes the button off throws it on the ground in the middle of the court with her Leslie doing her cross-examination and said, because Josh had just said he was able to find the button in the middle of the forest, and he, she was like, prove it! Oh, yeah, no, I did I did hear about this. And yeah. instead of getting in trouble for that, instead of the judge being like, order in the courtroom, you go <laughs> to like whatever sitting room that they do for, right. for a little bit, or a recess, or anything like that, uh, it was like, I'll allow it. <laughs> and then and then Leslie's like, I'm going to allow it too. You prove it. But it would 
have been so much better of seeing had even if Leslie had walked back over to Murphy, like Murphy had been like, I need to talk to my right. lawyer for and a then, second. And then, told and then her, she like yeah. whispered. And then the lawyer was able to do the full like, you know, mm-hmm. cool thing where it's like, we got gotcha. you. That, that would have reminded me. That reminds me of my cousin Vinny. Yeah, was, yeah, it did. Her character was a lot like Vinny in that way, but she was less uh, rude, I guess, yeah. to the judge. <laughs> like she had a good relationship with the judge. So, yeah, it was like what sort of banana courtroom are we dealing with here where they'd allow this however he can't find the button and that's supposed to be like so damn i do like how like the prosecution's case to prove a murder has been so far to one pull up a bunch of character witnesses who don't have anything to do with the actual uh evidence they just are kind of like yeah she's a trash person right yeah (laughs) so like no evidence there and then the one person they call for for evidence has been about a button and the guy is blind like, how did this even get to trial? How did they get jurors there? Yeah. How did the court agree to take this case? It seems like they were expecting Darnell and this detective, Sarah Barnes, to come up with new evidence throughout the trial. But that's not how they bring it. They don't, like, swing them loose and goose unless they have something substantial to bring. And I guess the mom's testimony is the only thing that they could use where she lied in front of the court. But that's, again, not enough to prove motive and show that she actually killed the person. There was a poll that was conducted on Reddit about how many people think that Murphy is going to be found innocent. I think it was like 91 to 20. 91 people said yes, 29 people said no. So do you think she's going to be found innocent? I don't I don't even know if it's going to reach that point in the trial. Like it feels, first of all, murder trials don't just go like one or two days. This would be, yeah. I guess they would do a montage of a really long time and until the, the jury. Is- but But I think it's just going to be called off. I think either... They're going to bring some form of, well, they are going to obviously pull a quick one because at the end, the prosecution is like sore with their losses at this point. Mm -hmm. So they have to do something. Yeah. And this Chief Clemens guy and this Josh guy seem really, really mad. So they want to like, they're going to put evidence, I think, where it wasn't or do something really, really shady. Yeah, so Josh is the antagonist though, right? Right now he is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she was sleeping with him. But the idea that the judge would just allow everything to proceed as normal. And I, I think Chloe Riley's testimony may be a factor still. But then, yeah, I, I don't see it getting to the point where they actually have the jurors come in. But if they do, then obviously by the end of the season, she's going to be fine. Okay. Right. We can yeah. all agree on that. Even if she gets convicted, she'll be <laughs> fine in the end. Uh, the real question is, what will Pretzel do? <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'll get to the reviews in a second. I guess kind of want to touch up on some more people who worked on the show. Actually, the Felix Bell person that you're talking about, Morgan Krantz, he's directing the next episode after part two comes out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I apparently from what I learned, they shot the seventh episode before the sixth episode. So it's like they're they're doing it out of order. What does Felix see in her is my thing. Because like so far, who, I feel like any emotions that he would have in her favor, like from all their past experiences, would kind of be doused by the fact of how much of a trash person does that. The only excuse I will give Murphy is that she was in a really vulnerable place after being like torn down for that entire day mm-hmm. in the courtroom. So the idea that Max then like kind of like kissed her, like he grabbed her and kissed her and she was she went along with it is more acceptable than had she been the one to initiate it. But she was heavily flirting. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know that the show, I'll, I'll just get into the reviews now. They're not as easy to come by as you would think. In fact, there was only one review that I was able to find by TV Fanatic for this episode, and they gave it a scathing review. Like I said, they said that the court scenes were the best part of the whole entire season, but they kind of were talking about what you were talking about, which is the fact that, like, 
no one in this show is likable at all. Like, all the decisions Leslie they is. do. And she's supposed to be this bossy, arrogant prick, but, like, I liked her in But this. people hated the fact that Murphy did what she did, yeah. like, sleeping with that person. And really? Then, I thought it was, like, it had been building for, uh, well, it was fan for a really, really long time. It was fan service. What they said is um, fan service is literally at the expense of strong writing, character growth, and development. Hmm. That's how they put it. Yeah. Um, the show overall has a 7.5. The episode you watched has like 10 reviews. So it's, it has an 8.1. But I think I checked earlier today and it was up to like an 8.2. Um, overall, the show has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, but only the first season was reviewed. Every other season doesn't have like any tomatoes or Rons, but uh, this season does have an audience score of 80%. Actually, the president of CW can kind of be credited for creating the show. Apparently, Laurie Bernstein. I assume he could be credited well, for no, creating no, no, but, every but, show. But, like, <laughs> actually, I think came up with some of the ideas because Laurie Bernstein, who was a blind TV consultant, went to the CW executive retreat and gave a speech. Uh-huh. Uh, just kind of about like a inclusion. TED Talk? Yeah, a little bit. And then Mark Pedowitz, that's the president, came up and was like, I think I might have an idea in the next couple of days. I think I could do a show about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then basically went back. And then a couple of days later, she got called to like kind of help out. And she's been the consultant for the uh, show. It seems fairly basic. The only real twist is that she is sort of a jerk from from everything i'm gathering right yeah i was i was surprised to see that the like show really is just consisted of a lot of unlikable characters i think I it's, I yeah, yeah yeah but i think having the main character be someone who's like disabled in a way but also like showing that they don't need to be this super nice person like that was kind of a problem for a while and it's kind of progressive to push it being like they can be a jerk too like anybody <laughs> could be a jerk and also smart and also good at their job but in the end you do hope that she comes across as like innocent right like she's, yeah she she's didn't nice kill nia yeah. like we know that for a fact at this point Otherwise, like, she would have been talking about it otherwise. Like, she even brought it up to Darnell or whatever. She's like, you know I didn't do this. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it is sort of in the CW camp. It is a little older. I know I said that everybody felt like they were cast young, but that's because they were in a, a courtroom atmosphere. But, yeah. like, usually CW shows are even younger. It's, like, teenage stuff, right? Yeah, right. So is that what the next show, once this one ends, it's, like, in the dark teen years or something? And it's, like, her as <laughs> it's a, a moody. It's a prequel. Yeah, her as, like, a moody punk kid being like, eh, I'm not gonna. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.